The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie, live from the Old National Bank State Street Studio. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago, the new home of the Chicago Bears. WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. And now back the other way is Sky Moore. They big it to him and shoveled to McKinnon up the middle and touched into the end zone for the touchdown. Six yards and the Chiefs strike first here in Kansas City with their first first quarter points of the season. Six nothing. Rush is coming late. He's dodging around. Runs out of space. And Chris Jones wraps him up and down he goes. On third and six, it become fourth and long now for the Bears. Brisker back in. Shotgun snap. Hand up. Clyde Edwards. Hilaire. He looks like he punctured the goal line and no indication yet. And now they finally throw him up. It took a minute for the Chiefs punch it in from the one. Scaffini 11 play, 80-yard drive, and a 13-0 lead with 11.34 to go in the half. Gives to Pacheco, plants it off the hit. Violet and into the end zone. Another Kansas City touchdown. 30 to nothing. 15 to throw the ball in the first half for Mahomes. Just a 38-yard drive for Butker. One of the better kickers in the NFL. Winchester down, he's up, and the kick is good to end the first half. One will forget. Now to Mahomes, looking right. Now he's going to fire back to the end zone. A wide open. Travis Kelsey for the touchdown. Back to the end zone. The two hook up again. One of the best quarterback tight end connections in NFL history. Arrowhead ass whipping. Taylor's version. Bears trailed 41 to nothing at one point. But if you want to look on the bright side, they they outscored the Chiefs 10 nothing in the fourth quarter. Stop, so Matt stop, Eberflus can stop. use that in no. his speech I heard that to the players. Too. Like, I heard him mention that, too, that, you know, like, yeah, taking the ball away is, is great. But when you're doing it against their backups, it really doesn't. You know, let's do this earlier in the game against their starters. So it does have an impact on the wow. outcome of the game. One would have to be capable of doing that. It was no, that's no difference than, you know, you guys always used to scream about, well, Matt, Matt Stafford's numbers aren't real because he's always coming from behind and racking up all these totals. Well, pretty much every quarterback in the league will find himself in a behind situation over the course of a season on a number of their occasions. passing stats unless they're Justin Fields and they still have 99. Well, that's, that's true. Good point there. But like it's God, no, what I wouldn't give for some. It's no different. Stats padded in the did garbage you feel, time. How great did you feel about what the Bears were able to accomplish on offense? Okay, fine. Not it's better all. than throwing picks and fumbling, but it really doesn't have any impact on how I feel about the team. This the same is, goes for. You know, being able to take the ball. Now, the individual plays are good. Like, Jack Sanborn, that was a nice play. I give him credit. I give them credit, but it really has no impact on the outcome of the game. you got to do all that stuff yeah. when the game's still yeah. I mean, in the balance. I mean, yeah. No K- moral victories kudos. at this point. Kudos for picking off Blaine Gabbert. Nice job, Jack. You're right. you got to make that. Listen, and good thing the Bears cashed in on that INT, right? Look, it's better than not not getting it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I'm not telling you that they're moral victories. Yeah, I'm just telling you that I, I truly am thankful that Taylor Swift was in attendance because otherwise, it made, I think that I think that 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 the fellows in the Fox. booth, Greg Olson and, and Kevin Burkhart, yes, and 
And who? Uh, Aaron Andrews. Aaron and- Andrews. All three of them were thrilled that that Taylor Swift was in the building. Oh, there's no question. Tom Rinaldi as well. Although you know what, I do want to play. Let's take a quick call, and then uh, I do want to play though too. Tom Rinaldi talked about Matt Eberflus's halftime plan coming out of you know what the message was relayed to him. I'll share that with you next. Uh, but we are taking your calls again. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you want to talk about a Bears loss to the Chiefs. In what could be one of the lowest moments in franchise history, we're taking your calls as we do every Bears Monday. Waddle and Sylvie Miller in for Sylvie today. Let's try Sean, who's in Beecher. What's up, Sean? Hey, how's it going, guys? Not I want to talk more on fields. So, in regards to his recent play, I'm not putting it all on him. That, that team's a dumpster fire. Everybody knows it. But Waddle did make mention that he needs 100% certainty that it's time to move on from fields. He needs that. We're here, and here's why. I think the best way to peer peer into the future is look at the past. I would go on a limb and say, if you compiled the top 25 quarterbacks in NFL history, not a single one started 5-23. and It's never happened. I'd I'd, I'd bet every dollar on it. Yeah, I, I would bet. I would bet with you uh, on that. Uh, I'm not expecting anybody to be top 25 quarterback in NFL history to be running through their doors anytime soon. But uh, look, why not? I, I'm not why gonna, not Waddle? I'm, because I we just, need a top 25. We've never the best quarterback we've ever had was Jay Cutler statistically. That is correct. But like that's I, not very good. No, I I agree with you. And it, uh, look, I'm not telling you you shouldn't be out on him. I'm just telling you that to make this decision, I need to see more than just three games. I can be leaning in that direction with you. Mm -hmm. I cannot like what I'm seeing. I can be open-minded and and tell you that I don't believe it's all his faults, but there are things that he did last year and things that he has continued to do this year that leave me more than a little bit concerned. Can you take that next step and be a difference-making quarterback and be their guy for the future? Well, in my world, you can't do that until you you've exhausted every you, possibility. Well, yeah, and you have to show that you can function at an efficient level in any number of ways. It can't all just be we got to make you comfortable and cut the field in half and get you on the run and do all that. There are going to be moments when you need to elevate your game and elevate those around you by being able to play efficiently from the pocket as well. Otherwise, what you're doing is you're just mimicking the 2022 offense. Where while you, yes, you wowed a lot of people with a brilliant display of running with the football in your hands. In fact, I think there's only been one other season where a quarterback had more rushing yards. But they as a team finished dead last by a large margin in terms of passing yards. Mm -hmm. So that was the one thing that we all talked about heading into this year. They've got to improve throwing the football. Have you seen that improvement? No, what we've done is we've talked about how... We haven't seen the improvement from him and the offensive coordinator and his other coaches have failed him by not making him more comfortable on Sundays. Like, there's a lot of blame to go around, but no progress has been made. But again, I'm not saying you may convince me that they need to pivot in the second half of the season at some point. I'm not there now. Like, under no circumstances can I see that as. Beneficial and, to anybody at this point. And, and yeah, I think the point, you, you very well may be right, Sean, when all of a sudden su- said and done. And the truth is that I think most of us would probably, if you forced us to draw a conclusion right now, we would probably agree with you. Yes, However, that he isn't, isn't their guy going forward. That, I think, I don't know, 
I, I would think the vast majority of people would come to that conclusion based on what they've seen. And again, I think most people clear minded and that are, are looking at this fairly would tell you it's also not the quarterbacks. It's not just his yeah. fault. But in this game and in this league, the quarterback is entrusted with with being most responsible for how your offense plays. And too much is given, much is expected. And quarterback, whether it's fair or not, that guy is responsible for providing more answers and more solutions than he is than other other players in different positions. And once you move off of that, that's an organizational decision, right? That's not something you're going to come to lightly. So three games into the season. It's way too early for me. Uh, Again, like we may get to a point. Look, I never thought we'd be at this point where we're talking about mass changes and everything else three weeks in. Like, you know, I, I, again, yes, of course. I, I was think... not expecting them to be a Super Bowl no. contender, but I expected significant progress in a number of areas. Yes. I did not expect to see regression in pretty much every phase of yes. what they're doing right now. So, like, I'm still a little, you know, shell-shocked by what has transpired. Yeah. Not suggesting, again, that I thought it was going to look brilliant. I think, but I, I think everybody expected to be like this. Everybody's somewhat dumbfounded by the fact that it seems like it's gotten worse from the Correct. conclusion of last season. This is Tom Rinaldi at halftime talking about Matt Eberflus's message to the team as they were coming out of halftime, trailing thirty-four to nothing. Tom Rinaldi, you got any insight into that? Oh, what we do. Matt Eberflus was honest. He said the number one priority is to build some confidence in his young quarterback, to try through a controlled passing game, to try to put some completions together and try to build some momentum in this offense and work from there. He also said his message to his team, given the scoreboard, this kind of adversity is where we find out who we really are. Your character shows in your effort and your intensity, and the scoreboard can't affect that. It'll be fascinating to see just how hard these Bears play, and if they can put anything together offensively, guys. I think what you saw in the second half of, of that game was, was more about what the Kansas City Chiefs decided to do versus what the Bears actually did. Yeah. And that was they called off the dogs. No doubt. And they removed Patrick Mahomes and that first-team offense, what, like halfway through the third once, quarter? Once they got Travis Kelsey, his touchdown in front of Taylor Swift. Then they moved on. Yes. That was so it. anything that, was that happened after that was our ones versus their twos. Yeah. The fourth quarter, the 10 nothing fourth quarter that you took home was, yeah, your starters against their second and third string. So I'm starters. not going to overvalue that. Let's try Jim, who's in Winfield. Hey, Jim, what's Hi. going on? Thank you. Hey, Jimmy. Jim. One more ranch dressing. Ah, yeah, a little ranch. more ranch What are you, you ordering up for us, Jim? Jimmy. Jim. You got some ranch dressing, Jim? Uh, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just eating. I've been waiting for a while. No worries. Uh, what, yeah, what, are you, what are you eating, Jim? Jim? What are you eating, Jim? Actually, I wanted to call and talk to Tom. Okay. I really trust Hold on, his, Jim. Um, Jim, before you talk to Tom, tell me what you're eating, buddy. Well, I'm actually at Culver's having a grilled okay. chicken. All sandwich. right. Good. There you go. Good yeah. eating, Jim. Okay. Now you can talk to Tom. What I have a serious question with here is Tyson Badgen is, I believe, the NCAA all-time record holder for yards, correct, at 17,000? That I'm not 100% sure. Well, I know I'll take your word. Division two leader. Is that the all-time? Yeah, I understand that. My big question that I have, I've seen Nathan Peterman play quite a bit, and I saw Tyson Badgett play in uh, preseason. Why, is he, why isn't he our second-string quarterback, Badgett? That is a good question, Jim. And uh, enjoy your dinner, and I will answer your question. And, and I answer it by saying I have no freaking idea why. Uh, if you listen to the show, you know that I was an advocate yes. as they started the season for having Tyson Bajant as their backup. 
Not that I thought it was important to run him out there and get him any type of experience at any point other than if, in fact, Justin were to get hurt, knock on wood, that you know, and God forbid that that happens, and you don't want to see that happen. But I've already seen Nathan Peterman play. I don't need to see any of that anymore. Okay. And it hasn't been good. So why not give that opportunity, albeit to a kid that played at a lower level in college, but showed you, I think, throughout the course of, of preseason and training camp, that maybe he can handle it and he understands the position and, and can function somewhat deficiently. Like, I don't need to see more of Nathan who are Peterman. You, who are you fooling? It's not like you're clinging to a backup quarterback that you need to navigate for your potential playoff birth down the road here, right? I think we all realize and recognize that whatever the Bears season turns into... Well, let me ask you a question. If, if in fact, God forbid, again, they need to pivot and go into a different direction, I would think initially it's because you're in this thing, this thing, I mean, the division race. Yeah. And maybe you want to lean on Nathan Peterman's experience... Albeit not, you know, no disrespect to him, but like you are what the back of your football card really says you are. Maybe that's the reason. If for whatever reason that Justin isn't capable of playing, yeah. I don't need to see more of Nathan Peterman. I, I, I would rather get the opportunity to evaluate what this young man can do if you get to that point. I suspect that move is coming very soon. I don't know why the, they wouldn't. Why, the, the, why did you cut P.J. Walker then? Like You clearly believe in Tyson Bajan enough to cut the guy that you signed to be the backup. Why? Wow. Charlie, it makes no Nathan sense. And I, and I would say this, Charlie. I don't know why they do this, this kind of this, this carousel with getting rid of, of, of Nathan Peterman and then bringing him back. Like... Yeah, I just don't understand if if you need the roster spot, cut him and put him on the practice squad. And if you need to elevate him on Sunday, elevate him on Sunday and then on Monday, put him back on the practice squad. And honestly, the situation that arose where Justin Fields did take the hit and, you know, DJ Moore pulled him out of the huddle and sent him to the sidelines. Had the Bears needed to go to another quarterback in that instance, why wouldn't you, if you're Luke Getze, want to see Tyson Bajan operate the offense, especially if you have even an inkling or a thought that, you know what, the one thing I think Tyson Bajan can do is go out and operate the offense the way I intend it to be run and process what he's seeing. Why wouldn't you want to see if Tyson Bajan is capable of that, even if it's in these small, you know, uh, Small windows. Yeah, these small little windows where injury maybe presents the opportunity. Because like you just said, I think we all know what Nathan Peterman is, and it's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. No, and maybe Tyson Bajant will prove that he isn't either. I don't know. But I would much rather get an, an idea of who he is in a regular season game, if that's what it gets to, versus to see Nathan Peterman again in that environment. I I just I So I don't understand... Why they have taken this approach with the backup quarterback setup. Don't understand a lot of what the coaching staff is doing these days. Let's try Ryan, who's in Colorado Springs. What's up, Ryan? Hey, how are you guys doing today? Okay. Average. Yeah, me too. Uh, so the bad is if the Bears draft a quarterback next year, the Bears franchise has never had a franchise quarterback. They're cursed. They need to go get a veteran, a free agent and build that D-line and build that O-line because there's no pressure on the quarterback and they're not running the ball, they're not protecting the quarterback. And I don't know. No, I so don't. Listen, Ryan, I'm with you with regard to this folk. The focus at some point, it has to be 
on upgrading yourself in the trenches because what we've seen recently is they're getting dominated on both sides of the football. Now, they spent, what, a second and third round pick this year on defensive linemen? Correct. So those are going to have to, you know, Pickens and that, Dexter. those guys have to develop into difference makers. You drafted an offensive tackle with the 10th overall selection. Darnell Wright, I like what I've seen so far, but he's got to be an anchor going forward for yeah. you. But there's no doubt they have to fortify themselves at the line of scrimmage well, on both sides of the football. And I'll go back to something that Mike Lombardi told you oh, two weeks ago, a week ago or so when we had him on. He mentioned when you're drafting, you need to draft, especially in the first round, things that you cannot obtain in free agency. Yeah. And this is why I think ultimately I wouldn't be surprised if Bears fans will regret the fact that Ryan Poles chose not to draft Ryan Jalen Carter. over Jalen Carter, right? Because finding a three technique that just doesn't become available in free agency, and we've been talking about it a lot, that's certainly an impact player at that spot would certainly probably go a long way into helping Matt Eberflus run the defense that he envisions. And to Ryan's point about signing a, a quarterback in free agency, you need to draft your starting quarterback. You rarely find yourself in a situation where you're signing a quarterback in free agency and you are amongst the, the elites in the NFL, right? Yeah. It just doesn't it's seem hard to, to do. To Most of those guys don't ever reach free agency. Exactly. You know, you're signing backup quarterbacks in free agency. You're drafting your number ones. Now, uh, yeah. That's usually the, the, the pattern that it goes. Look, I, I, I've said this a million times. I'll say it a million and one. If Darnell Wright turns out to be a, a, a standout right tackle for 10 years, then I, I'm not going to look back at this and feel bad about it. I understand why they did what they did. Howie Roseman could make that move. They had the infrastructure inside their locker room at the time. Uh, he has skins on the wall. He, if, in fact, it doesn't work in Philadelphia, you know, he'll be able to digest that. Fans will be able to digest it and move forward. If, in fact, the Bears had taken him and it hadn't worked out with a first-time general manager, then that probably isn't absorbed as easily. Let's try Lloyd, who's in Skokie. What's going on, Lloyd? Yeah, hey, guys. I was just uh, wanted to get your guys' opinion on this, which is, um, you know, let's just say this doesn't work out with Justin Fields and, you know, worst-case scenario. I, I start to think about, like, how how does it look just like long term for the Bears? Like you know, we're never been known as an offensive juggernaut from a franchise perspective, but we would have had two recent first round picks that would have failed in within three years. And why wouldn't guys who are coming out of the draft start thinking about we're going to pull an Eli Manning and a and a John Elway and say, yeah, I'm going to do everything I can to uh, not play for that franchise because they're going to they're going to ruin my career. I'll hang up it's, it's, it's a good Lloyd. question, Lloyd, because I, I think is. we should talk about this for a second. Why? You know, we had the previous caller talked about the Bears being cursed. That's not the case. They're not cursed. No, they're not cursed. They just haven't they haven't run their 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 organization in a successful fashion yeah. in recent decades. I don't believe that the Bears would have ruined Patrick Mahomes. I don't either. Some do, but he, I don't. He might and not, some get irritated. He may not have. But. He may not have reached the heights that he has with Andy Reid as his play caller and head coach, with somebody different who was in place here. But I believe if Patrick Mahomes was destined for great things and would have achieved some great things here in Chicago had they picked him. I just I, I don't believe the franchise would have, quote unquote, ruined him. I, I don't, don't either. I don't either. Um, it is interesting, though, because as the season began, there was that talk that that Caleb Williams's father has said that, look, if, if they, the right situation doesn't materialize, he'll just stay at USC and take the NIL money. Um, 
And then that that conversation was basically taking place with reference to like the Cardinals Correct. or somebody yes. else. Yes. Now the Bears have crept into that discussion. Um, I don't know what to tell you at this particular time. I. I I would still think the allure of being yeah, the I, number one pick in the draft. NIL exists in the NFL, too. Like, you get sponsors in the NFL. Yeah, NIL. Like, that's all it is. N- yeah. NIL does not compare to top three market in the country. Yeah. Exactly. That's, I think that's the key here. Is I don't think the Bears are, are, are the charter franchise of the league. And the guy who is confident in his, his abilities as a player, who is likely to be the number one overall pick, is probably going to believe that he can be the guy who comes into this yes. franchise and becomes and be that guy, the first guy yes. to throw for forty five hundred yards to and thirty him. touchdowns. Exactly. And the truth is that I think there's a you know there's a lot of quarterbacks in this league who could do it for the Bears if they ended up here. The Bears just haven't selected the right guys down the road. Oftentimes, you know what? Like the great quarterbacks, they elevate their OCs to becoming head coaches. You know what? Adam Gase got a head coaching job in this league, largely on the strength of the fact that Peyton Manning was running the best offenses in the league. Yeah, Josh McDaniels has gotten a head coaching job twice now in his career. And what we're seeing is that maybe it was just riding shotgun with Tom Brady all those years that made him look really good. Well, he's certainly not the world's greatest decision maker when it comes to time. So I, I, I just management. think the great quarterbacks can elevate their OCs, right? You need somebody who's who's. I think it's a combination. I, I think it, I think it's a combination of stuff. The same way when a quarterback isn't excelling, the offensive coordinator can be culpable for that mm-hmm. as well. I think a quarterback gets too much credit when you succeed. He gets too much blame when you lose. I think that when things are going well, the offensive coordinator and the the quarterback are on the same page. When mm-hmm. things aren't going well, it's pretty likely that. They're at odds about certain things as well. I, I mean, I think the two things go hand in hand. There's, yeah. there's no question about it. 312-332-3776, taking your calls. After another tough Bears loss, we have another 40 minutes or so. We're going to cross talk with Black and Abdallah as well. So uh, plenty more to do right here on ESPN 1000. Waddle and Sylvie are back. Are back. Follow the show on Twitter at Waddle and Sylvie and at T Waddle 87. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Are you a fan of the two Monday Night Football game scheduling? Back to back doubleheaders, Monday Night Football. Starts off with Eagles at the Bucks tonight. That game's going to be on ABC. Buck and Aikman have the call of that one. And then the Rams and Bengals. That game's going to be on ESPN. That is 7-15 start. And that will be Chris Fowler. Was it Ar- Arlovsky and Riddick? I'm trying to remember I think now. so. Um, and that game will be on ESPN. I like the doubleheader on Monday Night Football. But I don't like that they're st- they start so close in succession, personally. I would rather... The second game, kick off maybe even an hour later. Yeah, like because I like if you're going to give me a double header, I don't like to have to worry about you know fighting between the two games as they're coming down the stretch. Now, I I mean at least these two games are more appealing than last week's double header, wasn't it? Well, you had the was Saints, and Carolina, and, and the, the Saints, yeah. and then you also had like Steelers, the Browns, and Steelers, yeah. yeah. Steelers, I mean, that's better. Steelers-Browns, I get. Browns play defense, man. Yeah, like, they do. They, they will well, get how, after you. And honestly, if Nick Chubb hadn't had the season-ending injury last week, I think I would certainly consider them a 
you know, a playoff contender. And at if the very I'm not, least. I'm not mistaken. Was yesterday Deshaun Watson's best game as a Browns quarterback? The well, stats, from the, the like ball it. that he threw backwards, but yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it has not been a hundred percent clean yeah. on his behalf. But I saw highlights of that game, and it's much seemed better like... than he has played as a Brown. Correct, correct. Yeah, his best game by far, I think, for Cleveland. Um, so that's my my take. Is I'd rather them. I like it. I just wish they weren't starting an hour apart because I think. Ultimately, then, for most people, you kind of have to decide, okay, which one am I going to f- watch? You know, that, that, that yeah. I think, defeats a little bit of the purpose of having a game going later into the night. So, for my purposes, I wish they would have kicked the second game off an hour later. Is that fair? That's totally fair. I, I like having two games on a Monday night, though. I yeah. really do. No, I do, too. I, I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. or I think it would be cool if the NFL would think about doing that, you know, as we move into the future. Let's uh, continue to take some calls. Waddle and Sylvie Meller in for Sylvie tonight. And we will talk crosstalk with Black and Abdallah. Of course, remember the White Sox game that was originally scheduled for tonight against the Diamondbacks. That's been moved to Thursday afternoon. So Black and Abdallah, full show, 6 to 8 tonight for your listening pleasure. Let's try. I had somebody here who I wanted to take who was waiting on hold for a while. Matthew. Matthew uh, is on 294. What's going on, Matthew? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. So, look, at a couple of points, but before I hang up, you got to let me remind Tom hmm. of, uh, of a solution I had, like, probably, I don't know, this was right after Trestman or after Fox. I get them, you know, there's so many, uh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember. But I, I punted, I, I put this out there. You didn't think it was a great idea then. I want to float it one more time. All right, let's try it again. It sounds better. Okay. But, but I'll get to that in a second. First thing... So as, as a fan base, and this is all Chicago sports, not just Bears, but I will suggest we are very passionate, but we are not smart. Um, nobody's going to accuse us of that. We are, uh, we're getting what we deserve. We support the teams. They give us the same thing over and over, and we find ourselves in this situation. But the theory or this thought that's going to floated where uh, we didn't let, you know, we're, we're failing early in the year because we didn't uh, start our starters in the preseason – and now everybody's suggesting that maybe we pull Justin three games in. That's just, I mean, it, it contradicts itself. You can't, we, we've got to run this thing out. We've got to see how this plays out. Chances are strong that it's not going to get better. Uh, he is not the right guy. But you putting in an undrafted quarterback, undrafted you know, free agent quarterback behind this line with this team, is not going to make it look any better. No, Matt, and Matthew, you, you and I see that yeah. 100% eye-to-eye. Uh, eye. Yeah, and you can't get better than the number one pick, which is exactly what we're getting right now. It's like if we go out there and suck extra, it's not like you get two first picks. Um, Though I'd be all up for that if, in fact, they wanted yeah. to offer those. No, no, and, and honestly, it would explain a lot if they actually thought that was possible at LSL. Um With that said, I'm just going to try to buy a little goodwill from the McCaskies, that we could all kind of hang our hat on this season, kind of an apology for the last, I don't know, call it 20, 25 years. Tom, this, I, again, I suggested this a while back. You didn't okay. love it then. Right. I think you're going to like it now. All right. I want Michael, during halftime, to wheel Virginia out into the middle of the field. George, it's got to be. Give her a mic. Yeah, Michael Matthew, passed away George. a few years ago. You mean ago. George, correct? Yeah, you mean George. Either one. I'm sorry, I do. I do. You know what? If, if there's any way, I don't know if they cremated him, if they can bring him out there too, that'd be right, Don't fine. get too dark here. Okay. Matthew. We're yeah. trying to give no, you the No, not too dark. Not too dark. Fair enough. George. George wheels mom out, middle of the field, during halftime, gives her the microphone, and she apologizes. 
she apologizes for the performance of her children. And she, you know, she apologizes for the situation that she has allowed them to put us in as a fan base. Personally, again, it's not going to win a game. It's not going to get us those two first first picks. Um, but, uh, but again, it's just, it's just a small effort so that we know that they know they suck. I, uh, I, I didn't uh, sign off on your proposal when you first brought it to the table, and I, I still can't sign off on it, Matthew. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's really going to accomplish what you hope it would bring. I don't think it's going to. No. There's not a whole lot of solace that you're going you're gonna to glean from that. It's just no. going to be still, you know, fleeting at the very least. Yeah. Let's try. I, I do not co-sign Matthew's. Uh, petition. Let's try Steve, who's in normal. What's going on, Stevie? Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, driving back from uh, Kansas City. Uh, went to see the game. We had a good turnout for the Bears fans, but uh, things didn't go our way. Hey, uh, I, earlier you guys were playing the clip about the Oregon coach. You know, we need somebody. I listened to Eberflus, you know, and, and, you know, he just doesn't seem like he's taking accountability for himself. He's not firing these guys up. We need that Oregon coach in there. We don't need Mr. Rogers. Yeah, I mean, listen, I I said, Steve, I've said this a couple of times now, and maybe it's because they have found themselves on the wrong end of the scoreboard in each of the last of the last three games. I felt really the same way after the loss to the Packers. Like I said, not to be repetitive, but you allowed the youngest team in the National Football League with a quarterback who had made one previous NFL start to come into your building and dominate you. And oh, by the way, they're supposed to be your biggest rival. Like that one really set, yeah. did not sit well with me. I just, and, and, and again, I have no idea how the coach or the coaching staff, how they address the players. But at this point, you don't need friends. No. What you need is you, you. I need a coach, and I need a group of players, and I need everyone to play their role and 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 to fulfill their their job requirements to the best of their ability. It, it and I go back to to we keep going back today to the same thing with Chase Claypool. Like I at one point, I want the coach to say instead of trying to gloss over how to describe why the play wasn't instead of you know being uncomfortable with the phrase short arming high pointing the football like make the play chase is six four and he's an excellent athlete go up there and take advantage of your height and your athleticism over the guy that was smaller and less athletic than you and make a play for yourself your quarterback and your offense and i would just like the coach to say these aren't high school kids these are professionals, so you don't have to worry about hurting their feelings. And if their feelings get hurt, then maybe their not the their right makeup people isn't right. To help what you, you need turn this around. That's a play that needs to be made. Period. End, End of story. story. Like on, and you, you can could, say that about a number of different. You don't have to go on and and try to humiliate the guy, but just say that is a play that has to be made. Make period. a play for your. In yes. fact. In fact, it would be more effective if your answer was four or five words, a four or five word sentence. Like, we need, listen, we need to make that play. DJ Moore needs to make his play. We need to make that play. Justin needs to be more accurate on some of his throws. You know what? Our left tackle needs to be more secure. No, like you're not airing your guys no. out. You're holding people accountable. And I would advise, and not that anybody's taking it, but I would advise Matt Eberflus to try a new approach because, again, you've lost 13 games in a row as a head coach. And more alarming is that you've come out 
in a season when everybody, your entire fan base, essentially gave you a pass for last year, losing 10 in a row to end the season, everybody was willing to start anew and give you a clean slate. And you've come out, and in three games, it's been abysmal. It's looked, in some cases, worse than the way last season yeah. finished. And so... It feels worse. I would say that you need to take a new approach if you're Matt Eberflus, if you expect to be the, the head coach of this team when the season ends. Because it's going to take, again, a Herculean effort by you to change the narrative in your locker room with your guys. And by the way, you have a chance to do it. You have time. Yes. Change You change the narrative by changing the narrative. And maybe that means that you have to pivot on how you, you know, in the past, how you've dealt with your team. You have to find some way to provide some stability and some inspiration to a group right now that has zero confidence and is making way too many mistakes. If it means you have to hold your guys accountable in public, then hold your guys accountable in public. Uh, Look, there is no D.C. anymore. He's going to be the play caller. Like, if I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down swinging. I want to have as much control over my destiny as humanly possible. And it's odd that we're even having this conversation or the tone of the conversation is what it is. Three weeks into this season where a lot of us had hoped that there would be significant improvement. But it is what it is at the moment. And I'll tell you, we played the press conference for you at around 2.30 when he met the media today. And his answer when he was asked the question, what's the message to the team? He said, believe. I'm sorry. That's not good enough. You can't tell guys after you've lost 13 in a row to just believe. It's not believe. Be better. Yes. Or we're all going to be looking for a new place that's of employment. That's a better message. John's in Crestwood. What's going on, John? I'm still here. Yeah. What's up, buddy? You're on with us. Why don't Sylvie? Oh, okay, great. I, I got three points I want to make, and then I'll hang up and listen. Um, you know, Matt Eberflus keeps making excuses. Uh, we got 30 new players on this team, and, and uh, we need to play better. And, you know, but... We don't. We want to see effort. We don't want to hear excuses anymore. And uh, I've seen scab teams that were thrown together during the NFL strike play better, more organized football than this group, and that's pretty sad. And at least I'd like to uh, go over to the Claypool uh, signing. Um, you know, should we have any confidence or faith in Ryan Pohl's draft picks? I mean, everybody in Pittsburgh knew this guy was a problem. Um, the, the the fans knew it. The announcers knew it. I'm sure the team knew it. And then we gave up essentially what, what was a first-round draft pick to get this guy. And with the team losing now and him not getting any catches, he can be a cancer in the locker room, and that's not going to be good. Um, my third point is I've been watching Bears football since the late 70s when a guy named Bob Avellini, Mike Phipps, and Vince Evans played. And Vince Evans... He could run that ball, but and he had a strong arm, but he couldn't read defenses very well, and he was inaccurate. And Justin Fields has kind of reminded me of the same type of player now. Um, and I hope it's not true, but I'll hang up and listen to what you guys say. Well, Bobby Thanks, Douglas would be the better comparison yeah. because Bobby, I think, prior to Justin, set the franchise record and, for yeah, rushing yards like from a quarterback. Or 38 or yeah. Look, it ain't good. Like I, I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to dress it up in the manner in which we're criticizing the head coach for handling it. it it's not good everybody needs to be better players need to be better the coaching staff needs to get their guys prepared um and and look ryan poles his guys that he selected you, you got to be right more times than you're wrong you're not going to be right all the time it's just it's impossible it's very difficult 
to analyze and evaluate talent. But if you're not right more than you're wrong, then you yourself find yourself in trouble. He's Waddle. I'm Meller. And for Sylvie today, we're going to cross-talk with Black and Abdallah and talk about the Bears' loss to the Chiefs. They have a full ride coming your way. White Sox baseball again moved to Thursday. So full Black and Abdallah for your listening pleasure. Coming up next, we're going to cross-talk with them on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Waddle and Sylvie are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. No White Sox baseball tonight. They did us a favor. They moved their game to Thursday against Andrew the Rafal Arizona Diamondbacks, <laughs> which means that we get a full edition of Black and Abdallah and a Monday after a Bears debacle like that. I cannot wait. To listen on my drive home, Crosstalk is brought to you by Steinhoffel, Sylvie's guys over there. I'm Jeff Meller, in for Sylvie and Waddle and Sylvie today. I could use a couch from Steinhoffel's to lay down okay. and just think about things. Sounds good. I'm going to find a peaceful resolution to all of this. I'm going to text Sylvie right now and say, you need Give a me a couch. couch. Waddle needs a couch Waddle from Steinhoffel's. So, At so what time down. yesterday did you guys know it was over? At what time? Uh, 12, 3 24 before no. the game. So when, when they I showed Taylor up. on on the the pregame before they started the game, because that was the most important thing yesterday. Apparently, yeah. it was Taylor Swift was at a football game. Oh, Travis Kelsey God, was clearly was more yeah, invested. No yeah, I think we all feel that way. What, what did you be more invested in uh, that? Uh, yeah. yeah. There was no me? doubt Travis Kelsey was more worried about when you saw his post game when he walked out with her, what he was wearing. Oh, yeah. When he, you hear about the restaurant that he rented out. Absolutely, Travis Kelsey's focus was on. Let me ask his you, Taylor Swift experience. Let me ask you guys night. a question. Totally under. That's a great point. But this was. This had every all all the feels of a of a get right game for Kansas City. Mm-hmm. For the first two weeks, offensively, they had struggled. They were going to play a Bears team that does not pressure the quarterback. Had injuries in their secondary. Hadn't performed well. I think most of us expected the outcome to be a decisive win in the Chiefs' favor. What you watched yesterday, did it surprise you? Uh, Waddle, if you go back and listen to the uh, end of the pre-pregame show, I was out of town. I said, Ab- Abdallah nailed it. I said 41 to 10. He did said you four- really? He I said, said f- 41 10. Yeah. I said 42 16. Yeah. So, wow. So it's 40, you hit it, I hit it, yeah. I hit it Woo! on the Did you make 40. any money on that? Oh, yeah. I bet the alternate line like you wouldn't believe. Okay. I Listen, we t- Tyler can attest to it. I got my rent money back Woo! from Dion and the Chiefs this week. Like, wow. it was like, give me that money back, Dion. Okay. I blew on you in the first you two did what? weeks of the season. He blew his rent money on. Uh, yeah, got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Uh, I would say to answer your You're question, you're not usually the guy that plays that role. <laughs> I do. You just <laughs> don't always hear it. Okay. Uh, you just do it in a very calm fashion. <laughs> that's usually answer, something I would we say. We haven't been yeah. on on your uh, oh, ride home. That's in true. Yes, yeah, true. <laughs> it wasn't surprising. The lack of any yeah. uh, resistance is what is disappointing. Yeah. So it wasn't surprising. It's just it was obvious heading in that they were going to be uh, undercoached. It was obvious going in they would have less talent. It was obvious going in that they weren't going to figure out anything as it was starting to slip away. It just it was what it was. They just laid dead. And it I it really isn't a surprise because at this point the head coach, the roster, every this is the way they kind of play. 
I mean, think about it. In the last 13 games, because that's how long it's been since they last won, yeah. it was week seven of last year. When are they actually the team that's in front uh, with a big lead? No, this Taking is who it, they've been. Right. This is this is what we've kind of grown to know. Which and, I think is mm-hmm. what's most disappointing because, well, I don't know anybody who had them as a legit contender this season. I think m- pretty much everyone was expecting significant improvement. Yeah. Tangible, oh, significant improvement in all areas. And what you've seen, I think, in every area is it moderate to significant regression? Regression, yeah. I, I agree with you. I'll be first to admit it. I thought this team would take a step forward. I thought they would get into that middle pool with all the teams who are fighting for a wild card spot. Yeah. I did Theore- too. Theoretically, it could still happen. Their next three weeks are against not great teams, but they have to be a lot better. The quarterback has to be a ton better. Yeah. I mean, the amount of sacks that he's been taking to this point in his career, uh, the fact that he's only won how many games? In the amount five five games out of twenty eight starts, I think something like yeah, that. It's brutal. Mm-hmm. Listen, yeah. I, I absolutely brutal. Everyone says this is a low point. I'll give you a low point. If the Denver Broncos, who just got boat raced seventy to twenty, yeah. come to your building and yeah. beat you after that, that to well, me would probably. But that's here's the problem. Thing. That's the problem. Is like the team that just got yeah. put seventy on them could beat you. Sam Howell could beat you, and then a Vikings team that I've never seen the moment like the. What is it? Um, the, where they had the one-score games last year, the oh, pendulum yeah. swing pendulum, yeah. the complete opposite way that fast on them. Like you could be zero and six, or you could be three and three. I, listen, you're right, Waddle. Like if listen, if the Broncos come in and pace them, then yes, maybe it will be lower than it is today at this moment. But the fact that you're home to a team. And you're coming in, and the initial line was, oh, the Bears are the underdogs oh, at yeah. home? It's that, embarrassing. That is... <laughs> not only were you the underdog, but now the line has gone from two and a half yeah, to three and everybody's and a half. like, oh, give me the Broncos. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to yeah. lay the points because the Bears... Like, you give up 70. There's something fishy about that. I feel like Vegas is begging people to take the Bears. Just of course. Begging they are, but the nobody Bears. wants to take them. I know, and I know. Listen, I say I'll this all them. the time ad nauseum, and I'm sure everyone is tired of hearing me say this. But I'll say it again. In the world of sports, you can change what people think about you fairly quickly. You want the narrative to change? Go out there and every one of you be a difference maker and be the reason why you get past an opponent on a Sunday for the first time in 15 weeks. Change the narrative. Make us all feel better about you and say different things about you. I'll give you an example. Until then, this is who you are. Yeah. Listen, all the people that were betting Colorado money line this weekend, I'll give you another example. Bam is back, by the way, in case you guys were wondering. Bam is back. <laughs> Just letting you guys know, Bam is back after beating Ole Miss. But that's Congrats. how you, like, you can go. You can. Yeah, there's, there is a scenario. I don't think it's going to happen. But you play three beatable teams. It's possible. This the is the message. But this is the message that has to be up at Hallis Hall coming from the coach. Listen, guys. Believe. You, well, no. Be better. No, it's, it's, it's we got to change it today. Be better. Yes. It's got to change this Ten week. Lasso. You want people yeah. to think differently about you? Do your job better. Go out there on Sunday and beat a team that you should beat, or at the very least, you should be competitive with. Change the way you feel about yourselves and change the way everyone feels about you. Do you yeah. think Matt Eberflus yeah. knows what offsides is? I, oh, I hope so. Why wouldn't yeah. he? I don't know. I'm just asking. Do you think he knows what offsides is? It's, a, it's he's Ted Lasso. I tell everybody oh, to you're believe. Doing, you're doing a Lasso. We're doing joke. a goldfish. Now we got goldfish. Now I like the idea of saying, "Listen, 
If I'm going down, I'm bringing all you MFers with me. Are you and Sylvie up <laughs> at the... Uh, freaking go. Are you and Sylvie up at house I hope week? so. Will you yeah. Wednesday? Yeah, Will no, you make Wednesday, a believe sign? Because uh, White Sox game is... Well, we can we, do the house. Ha- I mean, it's a small show. It's a I short know, show. We do it up there. I know. Next you, Wednesday we are. are you we, guys need to take to... the believe sign. The Ted Lasso believe yeah. sign. and Hang it up there at House Hall. Yeah. No, it's not my job, Adam, to get them going. It's their job. And I'm not going to ridicule them in their own building in that manner. definitely do it. <laughs> All right, boys. All right. I imagine well, you're going to be, be removed, talking a lot be about the, from the, uh, building before. <laughs> the Cubs and the White Sox tonight, right? Uh, yeah. No baseball talk tonight. Okay. Uh, we will be covering football. Uh, the Chicago Bears, the disaster, this 0-3 start. Where are we going from here? Up next. That was the professional tease. That was Only very God good. Knows. I find out it. I'm Black and Abdallah. They're coming up next. Full ride six to eight. Uh, thanks to Charlie Bevins good and just Tyler four hours with you on the air. Buddy. My pleasure, my friend. Sylvie's back tomorrow. Waddle and Sylvie. But uh, until then, keep a lis- keep listening to Black and Abdallah because they have all your Bears disaster covered <laughs> right here on ESPN One Thousand.